In this episode of the Real Talk Show, I had a chance to talk to someone who is trying to figure out his balance between content creation and his regular job. He is Umang Chauhan. Many of you might be knowing him as Bhaiya Ji from Get Saged, his own YouTube channel. The struggles that we have discussed in this conversation is something that I can relate to very much because I have been on a similar journey. And for most of you who have been on a similar journey or who wish to be on a similar journey, this is something which you will relate a lot. And we have also tried to figure out certain approaches for people who wish to pursue their hobby as a career without leaving their 9 to 5 jobs. I hope you like this conversation and if you do, please support us by sharing this. You can listen to this episode on Spotify as well. We go by the same name, The Real Talk Show. Now, without further delays, here's the conversation. Uh, welcome, Umang, to the Tech Ketchup Show, our NFT original podcast. And today we are going to have a sort of different discussions from which you have been involved in all those kind of discussions over the internet. Like I have seen a few of your interviews. Yeah, I guess you will be having a different kind of experience with this podcast. Yeah, so welcome welcome to the show and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much, Kushagra, for calling me. Sorry, I was going to tell but... टाइम बच गया और जल्दी आ गया मैं घर वापस तो हम शुरू कर रहे हैं आज का पॉडकास्ट सो लेट्स स्टार्ट माय फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन टू यू वुड बी व्हाई डिड यू स्टार्ट योर यूट्यूब चैनल और व्हाट वाज द आईडिया दैट यू वांटेड टू डिलीवर through your youtube channel or something that you wanted to accomplish through your youtube channel what was it that led you to start your youtube journey so the first reason like the utmost reason that i could think of on the top of my head would be having the extra time in the lockdown so i got placed i think i got my first placement in august starting of august and my second placement in march and i think after just after my placement and like think one week after that the lockdown started the great lockdown and i had a lot of time on my hand and nothing to do yeah. basically because fourth year college you know it's how easy it is in yeah. india how how useless it is in india so you don't study in that and exactly. then in lockdown as well you don't have much things to do so i thought i should build up some skill or maybe just showcase my skill what i have learned in all those four years in college what i have learned in my society entrepreneurship cell how i have learned to market things how yeah. i have learned to create a new business or a new idea so i wanted to incorporate all those skills and test them out in the real world so this was my first real world test because till then i was just participating in college competitions or organizing college competition but it was it had a layer of cushion cushioning layer you can say or maybe a vacation layer you can say mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. youtube was my like first meeting with the real world first facing the failures or maybe the struggle or the hard work mm-hmm. directly mm-hmm. into it so that was i think the main goal or the main reason to start my youtube channel cool i have been personally experiencing this that a lot of dirty things happen when you are doing a corporate job as well as you are doing something as a side hustle for yourself now i want to know your story like how much dirty has it been for you or like what are the struggles that you face while managing the both can you elaborate on that dirty word like i want to know some examples that you think okay. like i, I didn't uh, understand getting 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 dirty here in the in this context means when like you you think that you have a very good idea for your youtube channel you want to execute but you know that your calendar is full with all sort of meetings and you know that you can't find time 
for implementing that idea or say like you know that uh, you have created a video now you want to upload it and now you know that there will be some amount of time going on in doing the marketing stuff or publishing it on various platforms interacting with your audiences but you know that you have a limited amount of time and there is some kind of a deadline from the office also that is something which gets very very hard to handle at times so like you what what has been your story so for me it's been like things 6 months uh, while mm. doing the job as well as the youtube but mm. before that also i think i had 4 5 months of training and which mm. was very rigorous like i think 8 hours on be- being on zoom having direct sessions of japanese mm. the tech sessions of all those javascript everything they yeah. taught us in that t- training session and i think i didn't have any time to create videos at that time i created only in weekend that too i just wanted to rest in those two days yeah. because uh, doing that 8 hour of hustle every day for mm-hmm. i think till saturday on like some weeks we had till saturday for that training period only and that was yeah, very yeah. difficult for me and if you say dirty i didn't i gave priority to my work at that time because mm. like if i am putting that much time in something then i should like give it priority that was my main mm-hmm. motive mm-hmm. but like after i came to japan like mm-hmm. how like when the full work full working schedules got started i mm-hmm. tried to keep it divided like do youtube on weekends and on weekday only work but obviously mm-hmm. it can't be done that like that because in two days you cannot create videos for youtube and mm-hmm. you can't be inactive for the rest of the five days on your yeah. instagram or youtube like Uh, you have to be active every day every mm. part of the day like maybe in the lunch break at the time of office you have to like answer on instagram maybe mm. uh, delete some comments like some yeah. negative comments so that they don't pile up or maybe they don't create a negative image that's also a great task for any youtuber i think so yeah. i won't say i did any dirty thing or maybe like manage it not well but i have tried to give it less priority than work but i think mm. i'll try to, like as the time passes i'll be better at managing both the things there are other mm. things as well like my company does not it's not very happy with uh, its employees being so active on something like it's a okay. brand so they have to create that brand image you cannot like everything i say is yeah. uh, saying from the brand so anyone mm. can quote me that like this employee from this brand had said this thing and that can mm. affect the sales or the product of that company and so my company doesn't want me in that sense to link myself mm. with the company or maybe like say anything related to, to the part where my company works so that is a thing yeah. that i have to ma- manage it more i think it's difficult but i think i'm managing it till now do you consider your youtube journey as a part of your professional career i think there's no division between professional or personal career personal life or say mm. because like uh, when you are giving 80 hours or 40 hours of a week to a job you're basically giving most of your life to that job so it's there's no bifurcation in that whatever you do in those 40 hours will affect your rest of the weekend or your home time or your extra time and i think in india it's not even 40 it's more than that so i i don't th- see any division between that but like coming into your main question that what was the main question <laughs> can you repeat it ah uh, yeah it was like do you do you find your youtube career as a part of a professional journey somewhere i think so but like uh, i've got to know a lot of new people got to know a lot of uh, new channels or new youtube scopes like i didn't know about uh, a lot of coding channels before i even started youtube i didn't know about mm-hmm. a lot of things 
related to the jobs or maybe the profile that people have, maybe the work that they have, maybe how they are struggling and what are more companies are there to focus and what other part of career you can grow on. Like uh, people know that you can increase your coding skills. You can increase your soft skills and I think managing skills. But how do you really do that? How do you add on to those things? Like these are just three skills. I think someone can get better at them without even doing anything else other than their job or maybe their college. But what more than that? Because in this world, you have to be more than what is the average. Obviously, you're, you're right to some extent that when you're giving 40 to 50 hours of your a week to your job, then there is clearly no bifurcation between your personal life and professional life. So do you feel being being in a corporate world, you yourself, do you feel that there should be a clear demarcation between these two lives? And yeah, because because what I feel there should be a clear demarcation because after all, your job does cannot define your entire life. So see, see, there are two types of thinking in this. Like one is <clears> this <throat> Japanese thinking of being for the company first, then for your yeah. family. So in Japan, yeah. how they grew after the world war, they put this thinking in their whole like country that mm, the company is mm. first, then mm. the other employees, and then your family. This is one of the thinking that some companies try to promote in India as well. Like you are a part of this company. You have to work for it. Exactly. You have to make this company proud. You have to do this for your company. You have to make this company go on the first level, something like that. Mm. Then mm. there is second thinking that you have to work for money. There mm. is no other way around. You have to work for your manager or you will be not promoted or you will be like scolded upon and then like mm-hmm. these are the two things uh, as far as bifurcation means like in my company it's a very good scenario we are paid for our overtime work so mm-hmm. um, obviously the companies uh, like the company would not want everyone to work so much <laughs> because then they have to pay more yeah. also like they they try to make that demarcation like after eight or after nine you should not check the emails or you should not reply to them even if you reply to a uh, like after a manager level person they will reply back to you that don't you please don't use email whatever the context of the email is the reply would be saying please do not email at this point of time please rest or please enjoy in other things and be ready for tomorrow that would be the perfect like always that would be the email in our company but talking about india there, like, uh, what can I say? There is no demarcation. <laughs> People have to work till 12, 1. I have friends who are working till 2 a.m. on yeah. new days. And it's not like yeah. only one day in a week, all exactly. the days in that week. Exactly. So I think exactly. it's very bad. And it's just because the employees are not able to tell their managers that it's not good. You're not. It's the problem of the manager if he's not able to plan that mm. how an employee can be productive in those eight hours or in those nine hours only. I don't think Mm. it's an employee's fault or a company's fault. It's the manager's fault. And then obviously the manager is related to that company. So it's a company fault. Although there are companies who are very good in such practices like LinkedIn or DirectEye, which have those clear bifurcations, which give like Morgan Stanley, I think, which give time to their employees to be sane or Mm. be staged (laughs) normally. Mm. But like uh, there should be bifurcation, I think. Like uh, the productivity will go down if you like keep, making your employee work overtime without even paying them, without giving them any extra benefit of working overtime. The productivity will fall. The type of work they do will fall. And it will lead to the fall in profits of the company at the end. As you very well told that your the scenario in your company is on a bit good side and you guys are sort of being cared upon while uh, 
uh, be that that you don't overwork but like how do you personally ensure that you are making clear lines when uh, you are working for the company you're working for for your youtube channel or when you are doing something which is related to your personal life so how do you ensure this or even if like is there any kind of extra effort being put by you to ensure this activity so um i'll not take my example but i'll take examples of friends who are working in india and who have this mm-hmm. overtime mm-hmm. problem so like i try to tell them that you should stop your work at this moment or maybe tell your manager that after this if you work then it would not be good for even the company not for himself or herself mm-hmm. how do they define that part it's up to you if the company does not even allow that thing uh, you cannot mm-hmm. do anything about it for me what i do is sometimes the task or maybe the project or the part of the project is so important that i have to work overtime like mm-hmm. i think in this mm-hmm. week itself uh two of the days i worked till 8 pm and that was a lot for me working till 8 pm for me it's like say after 6:30 pm i'll not touch my laptop or after 7 pm it's fixed i'll have to go to gym because if i don't go to gym at that time i will not even go because i have to yeah. eat dinner as well i have to do a lot of things and yeah. so the whole schedule breaks up so for me exactly. i have fixed that after work i have to go to gym and if i don't go at 7 i will not even go so what's the like whole point of paying for it so i'll have to stop my laptop or any the work at 6:30 or 7 finally so that's a thing i'm i think paying 7000 for that every yeah. month just to make sure that i go i stop it at 7 pm like you you were talked about how things are really bad at especially in the indian indian ecosystem indian corporate ecosystem from the experiences of your friends who are working in the corporate in india or if you had any of your personal experiences how do you deal with your days when you are quite kind of low or when you are having some kind of you have you have some kind of questions for your job or you are not just motivated enough to do what you are actually doing so i have those days as well because i am living apart from my family friends mm-hmm. like i can't even go to them there's a time difference as well so i can't mm-hmm. like talk to them for a long time as well mm-hmm. so i face those days as well so what i do is i try to talk with my friends family etc or the person i'm living with that helps me a lot second mm-hmm. i have to do that work i have no other option like sometimes it's like your mind is not into the work but you have a very important task or you have a class maybe a lecture or maybe mm-hmm. a session with someone who's teaching you something and you're not in your mind then obviously mm-hmm. it would be bad for you but then there's no other way around it so mm-hmm. you have to do so you have to set in your mind that this is work i have no other option i have to remove my emotional or other things from my mind at that point and after the work gets over i can come back to it rethink about it talk to people about it find some good videos on internet about how to manage time or how to like do work or how to get motivated there are a lot of motivation videos on youtube and they help a lot i think if someone really tries to use them i would not say mm-hmm. that read self help books or like read books and all that obviously they are good but i have never read any book in my life i think regarding this informative types of thing or self help i have only read i think fictional books in my early childhood days or maybe tintin at that time but no, none of these intellectual books but uh, yeah. they they are also helpful videos are also helpful whatever you feel like maybe watch netflix get your mind cleared start a fresh the next day whatever works for you you have to do that you are quite active on linkedin as well and you you 
keep on working around your stuff on linkedin as well so how has your youtube aspect helped you in building a brand on linkedin or the vice versa and how has this entire scenario of building yourself on social media being helpful to you in defining yourself when you are trying even even in your corporate job or even when you are in a social circle so what i understand from your question is firstly linkedin is not a proper social media if you say mm, so it does not follow the guidelines of a social media it does not mm. follow the real guidelines of being neutral to everything or being mm. neutral to content or following those extra controversial things or mm. even mm. the good points of facebook or twitter it does not follow anything at all so linkedin mm. is very like it's a platform where you post content and the developers there or the team or the company there decides what will work what will work what will not work mm. and then doing it in a neutral way so no one questions them mm. second as i see in my youtube analytics i see a lot of people coming from linkedin to watch my videos so i think there is a lot of organic reach on linkedin like new people get to see my post that is a mm. plus point there i try to create a linkedin like brand type of thing but i think i failed on that why because i didn't post enough clickbaity content like people did mm. i didn't post enough controversial posts like people do and get a lot of likes or comments on that and i think i think i like in a whole some i failed on linkedin that's i can say that i can say i have 10000 followers but it's nothing in front of people who just post controversial things or put copy paste things on linkedin and get i think 50 60000 followers mm. very easily on linkedin you talk about growing on linkedin it's very easy you just have to work mm. on it i don't have that time to work on it like i have to maintain instagram as well mm. uh, youtube linkedin and other things as well and i do it on my own i don't have any help from anyone recently i like uh, got an intern type of person from lnmit mm. jaipur who is helping out me in like in some scripting part or maybe putting out some points mm. like what i should do helping in managing my time or my stuff what should i post what should i not but mm. he is also a noob he knows nothing about youtube mm. i just like added him to my team just to like get a perspective from his age group or mm. from what mm. he is like experiencing right now but still i have to do everything so i don't think i have i am doing a very good job there i like you talked about then not being a social media could you just break down that thing for us in what terms are you talking about or in what dimensions you are referring to that linkedin is not a proper social media see uh, why i call it not a social media because it's not neutral to the type of posts people do so uh, mm. and it's not neutral to sharing the transparent information you can't get a lot of good insights on linkedin about your post it's not uh, it's like if you see even see the uh, flow of what you post and how people see that post what you post and what people see on your profile how they can go to those posts you you would like get a, a reactive measure from your brain that this is something different this is not a mm. uh, uh, social media what we see on facebook or even if you imagine like i tell you to create a new social media what you mm. would do is like create a profile page create a timeline that's the basic rules a timeline and a profile page people can add you people can remove but linkedin has different types of things followers then in mm. uh, connection no one knows which is better having more mm. connections or having more followers obviously someone would say having more followers then they have that gold thing you can send in mails no one mm-hmm. like most of the people on linkedin have no clue how that works mm-hmm. then they have who see your profile 
and mm. then you can like private it someone can see it as well then what's mm. the point of that insight if uh, 50% have private like made it private and 50% mm. have not so what's the point of that analytics it's like <laughs> useless in that sense then they have a jobs thing also then they have they have a lot of things they have put it in a website but it's not the social media because it's not neutral they will give you a notification that your post is doing very well even mm-hmm. if it's not doing very well it will say you are in the 1% of what mm-hmm. uh, 1% of something like creators but you, like you would have only 10 20 likes even then so maybe their mm-hmm. algorithm is flawed maybe mm-hmm. like they're not focusing on it they are focusing on the business part of it the jobs or maybe the advertisements so mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. case it's not consumer friendly but it's business friendly more. So I wouldn't say it's a social media. Uh, just a last one before we wrap up this podcast. Hun. If you have to give like one bit of advice to a person who is doing a corporate job and who is also doing some kind of a side hustle, what would it be? My single advice would be like work hard on both of the things. And if you think one of them is useless for you or is not creating that much impact in your life, just leave it. Try something new. Uh, if mm. YouTube is not giving you that benefit, try LinkedIn. If it's not giving you that benefit, try Instagram. There are a lot of opportunities. And even not on that creative side, you can do start a business, start a freelancing thing, mm-hmm. start a startup, anything. And if the job part is not creating any impact, it's just a nine to five hustle for you where you're not learning anything, but just putting 40 hours of it. But if you use those 40 hours and put it somewhere else, you might get a better benefit out of that. So plan something like that and maybe leave your job if you have a good plan, a sustainable plan. But work hard on both of them until you find that plan in your mind, fully functional and fully created to face the real challenges of the world. Great, great. Thanks a lot, Umang, for joining in this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with us. And thanks a lot, man, for joining in. Thank you so much, Yad Kushagra, for having me. I enjoyed a lot. It was a little different for me. Like I like these questions are not generally asked and people don't talk about these things. They are more focused on what is selling right now or what people want yeah. to see. But this is something what people should know. And hmm. like knowing this can create an impact or change in their life. So thank you so much, yeah. Kushagra. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Omar.